Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Vayakhel Moshe. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos, Parshas Vayakhel. In that year, it was the 24th day of the month of Adar, <coughs> of the first Adar, and it was the, the, the Shabbat that blessed the second Adar in the year Tavshin Yudalid, exactly 70 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse <coughs> is based on the verse in this week's Torah portion where it says, "Vayakel Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu gathered as Kaladas Bnei Yisrael, the whole community of the Jewish people, Vayoymer Aleim, and he tells them, Eila Hadvarim, these are the words, Asher Tziva Hashem, that God commanded Lasa Yisraelim to do them, and what did Hashem command them? Sheishes Yomim Teyasim Malaka, for six days work shall be done, Vayoymer Shvi, on the seventh day will be Shabbos, and then it says, Shabbos Shabbosin, a double expression of Shabbos. And afterwards it says, Vayoyimem Moishal Kaladas Bnei Yisrael, Moishal Rabbeinu speaks to all the Jewish people, and he says, Zeh HaDover, this is the word, Asher Tziva Hashem, that God commanded, and he speaks about what? About the Mishkan, the tabernacle, and about the Malachas Mishkan, the work in the, in the tabernacle. So ever it's known, the questions that are asked, why does it say, Vayakal Moshe, Moshe gathered? In other words, when Vayakal means you're gathering everybody. That means it's a general mitzvah, and that's why Moshe had to gather everybody. Because we don't find that he gathered everybody by all the other mitzvahs. And even later on, when he says to them about the, the work in the Mishkan, it doesn't say that he gathered them again, only over here. It says specifically that he gathered them, so obviously it's like some kind of general thing that everyone has to be there. And the question is, what is, what is, this, what is this mitzvah that everyone has to be there? That's question number one. Also, we have to understand where it says, Eile hadvarim. These are the words. In other words, dvarim is plural. Davar is one, dvarim is plural. And he finishes off and saying, six days you should do the work, it's only one, one thing. I'm telling you, Dvarim, multiple things. How come he only tells us one thing? That's question number two. Another question. What does it say later? Asher Tziva Hashem, God commanded Lasseis Oisam to do them. No, the seemingly, it should have said, Asher Tziva Hashem, God commanded. What's the idea of Lasseis Oisam to do them? Another question. What's the double expression when it says, Shabbos Shabbosah, in a double Shabbos? Now, the Rebbe brings that the Ramban explains that this that it says, it's referring to the work that was done in the Mishkan, in the tabernacle, which are holy, holy work. Now, so one might think, because it's holy work, you're doing it in the tabernacle, so you might think, okay, guess what? You can do it on Shabbos. And that's why it says, no, <coughs> on the seventh day, remember it's Shabbos, Shabbos, and it's a holy day. In other words, according to the coin to the Ramban, so when it says this is this is the, the things that he told them to do is referring to what the, the work in the Mishkan, and, um, and 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 that's the connection that uh, six days you should do the work, but on the seventh day you shouldn't do it, even though it's holy. However, the Rebbe says, even according to this insight, you still don't have the answer to the question why it says Lasseis Oisam to do to do them specifically. And also, um, the, the specific expression of Shabbos Shabbos and a double Shabbos. And besides the fact, um, it's not understood why, the, when it comes to the work in the Mishkan, it says afterwards that Moshe Rabbeinu tells them, and, and, and it, then it's referring to, to, to the Mishkan. So it's like a double expression. 
Now, the Rebbe says, even though it's brought down in the Talmud, that when it says, it's referring to what? The 39 malachot, the 39 types of work that was done in the Mishkan. And the idea of a work is, what, 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 what do we call a malacha? What do we call work? Something that was in the Mishkan. And in the, what they did in the, in the tabernacle, which is considered very, very precious and very special. So what does that mean? According to Ramban, that the Eilad Varm is going on the work in the Mishkan. So, so if that's the case, um, it's, it's seemingly it's, it's in the opposite order. First, it should have said about the Malachas of Mishkan. But Yerim Moshe, the verse that says after is about the work, and it should have said first it should have said do the Mishkan work, and then it should say it's forbidden on Shabbos. And why does it say first it's forbidden and then then about the work? And as according to the Ramban, what is we saying here? Do this type of work. And I said, relax, one second. You might think it's a holy work, and therefore you shouldn't do it on Shabbos. So Shabbos should have came after the Malachs of Mishkan. And here it's reversed. Also, we have to understand, why is it that the work um, it, 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 that's done in the Mishkan, that's considered spe- uh, uh, precious and special? And what's the connection? Why if it's done in the Mishkan, is it special? Okay. So these are obviously a bunch of, bunch of questions, and now we're going to try to resolve all these questions. Jeremy says we're going to understand it with a, uh, an introduction, a, a general introduction to the 39 different types of works that was done in the Mishkan. Now, what's the idea of a, of a malacha? What's the idea of work? The idea of a work is to finish something that the person needs. In other words, that for whatever reason, you need, you, you need to do this to, to, to complete the work so you can use it. Now, what, what are the things that we need? So generally speaking, there's three things that we need. They go into three categories. One is food, and the second is garments, and the third is a house. Those are the three basic needs that we need. Therefore, the 39 types of work is to complete these three categories that we need. In other words, like we know, it says clearly the the the, the, the Mishnah and the Talmud talks about um, the way, for example, bread is baked. You have to plow, and you have to you have to you have to you have to uh, uh, putting seeds in the ground, etc. All the different types of works that it has to do with food. So that's you see the different types of things that we need to do to complete the the food that we can have something to eat. The same thing also. It talks about weaving and sewing, which is different works that's done to complete the garments that we wear. And then you have building and destroying, which are done in in reference to our house. Now, so again, so these are three different things that we need. We need food, we need clothing, and we need uh, uh, housing. And all these three things are the different types of works that we do to complete that we should have food, we should have garments, and we should have a house. Now, when we eat food, Spiritually, what, is that, what do you do with the food? You, eat, you, you, you consume it. That means you take it in the Kabbalistic terms, you take it the premies, you take it in, you internalize it within you. And when a person eats food, that connects the godly soul with the body. In other words, even though you can say that the soul needs the food to live, the soul is a part of God, doesn't need it. But the fact is, the soul that's in the body needs the, needs the body, needs the vessel. So in other words, if the soul wants to pray and study and do mitzvahs, he can't do it without the body, it needs the body as a partner. So the purpose of the food is that it gives strength to the body, that it should be able to be an appropriate vessel for the soul. And then what happens is when the, when the body is healthy, so the soul connects to the body, and, 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 then, and, and therefore it's able to accomplish its mission in this world. Uh, and so when the, when, the, when the body has what it needs, then the soul can do what it has to do. So that is all with food. 
It goes in, internalized in the person. It becomes part of the person. So again, so that's the first part. The food we internalize, and by internalizing it allows you to have a healthy body, and the soul connected with the body, and the soul can do its work in this world. Now, that's with food. Then we have the garments. In other words, garments we don't eat. We don't internalize it. It's, 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 it's outside the person. Like in Kabbalistic terms, it's makif. It hovers over the person. Now, even though it hovers over the person, but it protects the person. It knows whether it's whether whether it's hot or whether it's rainy, and 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 it, and and it, and it does its impact. And like we know, in the Talmud, it says clearly. Different rabbis said they would call their their garments their honor because it gave them honor. They were they had they had the proper protection, etc. So again, so food is internalized, connects the soul to the body. Garments is external, but it creates a protection and honor for the person. And then you have the third thing, which is a house. In other words, that's not. That's totally outside the person, and it actually it hovers over much further away. But it also protects the human being because the fact the fact is, if it's raining or if it's windy or if it's not not a good weather, you have a place to be protected, and it also adds beauty to the person. Like it says clearly, Tiferes Adam Lashavas Bias. That's beautiful person to have a house. Okay, so that's most food is internalized. Garments are external, closer, and how and, and a house is even more external. Now, even though food we internalize, and garments and a house is external, makif, but nevertheless there is a quality in a garment and the house over food. Why is that? Because what happens with food? You internalize it, and it creates a bond with the soul and the body, like we learned before. But what gets revealed? through eating, only the revealed part of, of our powers. And what is that referring to? It, the, the, the soul reveals the nefesh and the ruach and neshama. And for this, for the nefesh, ruach and neshama, that creates a vessel through the food. But when it comes to the makif of the soul, <clears throat> that the food can, cannot reveal. Why? Because it's not a vessel for it. However, when it comes to the, 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 the garment, which is makif, that affects the, the, the makif part of the, soul, of, of, of the soul. And that's why the garment is actually beautiful for the person, because what's the idea of real beauty? Beauty is something which is makif. In other words, that <clears throat> the re- revelation and the connection of the soul with the body through the food, that's plimi, that's internalized. But the beauty comes from makif. Now, what what is the garment that creates the beauty? <clears throat> In other words, so that there's two different levels. You have the makif, which is connected to the primi, and that is connected to which part of the soul? The soul, the level of chaya, and um, and the the beauty and the real beauty from from the house, which is like we said, quoted the word said before, tiferes adam shalos vayis. It's beautiful person in a house. That that's not a, a, a makif which is close to being internalized, but. It's 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 a further market which is connected to the idea of what of yichida. In other words, so what is Rebbe saying? Rebbe saying it like this: by eating food, that sustains our, our our the soul's connection to the body, and that's connected to which part of the soul? Nefesh ruach neshama. The garments, it's makif that's so connected to the chaya, which is makif over us of the soul, and the house is connected to what to the idea of, of yichida. So Rebbe says the same thing applies on a, on a physical level, that the the garment. 
even though it's market, it means the hover's over, but it's and the garment is close to the person, it's actually made, tailor-made to the person. But on the other hand, the house is much, much grandiose, much bigger than the person, because it, 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 um, it not only includes the person, there's many other things that go into the house. Now, so this quality that a garment has over food, um, and, uh, over food and a house, um, it, 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 we, see, we see it on a physical level. In other words, even though a person needs food to eat, more technically than he needs a garment or he needs a house. Because the fact is, without food, you can't survive. Without garments, you could survive. Without a house, you can survive. So from one perspective, food is much more powerful because without it, you can't survive. And the same, but on the other hand, the same thing also, when it comes to the garment and a house, so what is, what if you're comparing those two, so the next priority after food, you need a garment, and then you need a house. But, so, but on the other hand, so from one hand, we're showing is that what you need the food to survive. Next level, you need the garments, and then you need a house. But the other is taking it the other way. The fact is, food doesn't last long. Every item of food has an expiration date. Today we have modern day refrigeration, freezers, salt, etc. But food by itself, take a fruit, take a vegetable, take whatever you like eating, whether it's the protein, it, it, it expires. Everything has an expiration date. And also food is, is relatively cheaper than garments and, and housing. However, when you're coming with garments, it's obviously more expensive. Clothing is more expensive, especially if those designer names, or a house is even more expensive, but garments last longer. And the same thing also, housing is more expensive than clothing, but that lasts even longer. Now, why is that? Because since food is internalized, so it's a, it's a lower level, and when it comes to a garment, of a, of a physical garment, or a house, that's something which is a, comes from market, which is obviously much higher, and that's why it's more expensive, and that's why it lasts longer. In other words, and to be more specific, the garment of a regular garment, which is called a market of and when it comes to a, a house, which is a market of a <coughs> within there, in the garments, that's where the person, the essence gets revealed. So in other words, like this, what we learned till now, before we go for, forward, that basically we have like this, there's three different things that we need. We need food, we need garments, and we need a house. House, Food gets internalized, the garment is makav akarov, and the house is makav arachik. Food is connected to nefesh neshama, the garment is connected to yichaya, and the house is connected to yechida. On one hand, we need food to live, as pro- that's the first thing that we need, then garments, and then a house. But on the other hand, food spoils the quickest, and it's the cheapest. Garment already lasts longer, it's more expensive. And a house is even more expensive, and it lasts even longer. And that's, and, and, and that's where the person gets, the essence of the person gets revealed. Now, the reason why a person has food, garments, and a house because just like we have everything that exists in this world, it's obviously exists on a spiritual level on, on high. So the same thing also, this that we have, food, garments, and a house, that's because that's the way it exists on high by Kaddish Where do we see that? That's the 10th Svirot. Because we know you have, in the 10th Svirot, you have the component of, 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 of food, and you have the component of a garment and a house. Because in the 10th Svirot, you have 
the the light that the, that fits the vessel. So when that light fits the vessel and it goes in, like we call it beprimius, that's food. But then you have the garments, like it says clearly in the Zohar, and we say it Friday night, levushin tkinus that you created garments. And the same thing also on a spiritual level. Um, uh, you, you have the, the house, which is basically the different places where you dwell and different antechambers, etc., on, 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 on a spiritual level. And we know that ever since the temple was destroyed, where does, where does Hashem reside? In the four cubits of Jewish law. And the four cubits of Jewish law, that's the house of Hashem. And that's where the essence of Hashem gets revealed. So what they're saying is that on a spiritual level, you have these three components. What are the three components? The light fits the vessel, that's the food. The way we have the garments, that is, that is the, 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 um, <coughs> the, the, the garments that exist. And then you have the house where the essence of Hashem gets revealed. Now, the light that fits the vessel, which we said is connected idea of food. Why is that? Because what's the reason why the light comes into the vessel? Because in the vessel, the, there's something in there that allows it, that allows room that the light should come into the vessel. What is that called? That's called muslin. That's called food. In other words, just like we learned before, that the, when you eat food, it connects the soul with the body, and it actually adds more vitality to the soul because now the soul can do what it's supposed to. The same thing also, that in a vessel that allows the light to come in there, that's called food because he's connecting the light with the vessel, and 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 it allows the vessel, the light, to accomplish its goal. Um, and this is called what, on a spiritual level, it's called panini. So again, so anytime a light goes in a vessel, so the vessel's making room, it's creating empty space for the light to go in, and that's called muzzling, it's feeding it a, a, an appropriate a balance between the light and the vessel. Now, that's the first, the first concept on a spiritual level. Then you have the garments, and the garments are um, called levushim and chashmalim, and what's a chashmal? For example, the chashmal of, 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 uh, of Bina, uh, that, that, it, that it goes into to the Izo, which is the six midas, and even lower. So what happens is the Levushim, they reach in a way of makat, they hover over. Now, but, e- but even though it hovers over, but it has a connection to the primi. So it's, so it's a makif, it hovers over, for example, Bina is Bina, and Zah is the Midois, but through the garments, it allows it to connect, and, but it connects in a way where this, the, the, the emotions stay emotions, then the intellect stays intellect, but it hovers over it. So that's called a lavush, but it's close to it. But then you have even a higher level, which we call the, the chambers and the dwelling places, and that's the house, which is called makif harochik, it hovers over. What is makif harochik? Um, which means it's, it's, it hovers over and it has no connection to the vessels. Now, generally speaking, the makif is, which sphere is it? It's the sphere of Kesser. And we know in Kesser there's two levels. There's Atik, which is the highest, higher level, and there's Arich, which is the lower level. Now, Arich, even though it's a lower level, it has a connection already to the sphere of Chachma. But Atik, it's actually called Atik because it's not like it's disconnected from the vessel. And it even hovers over of Arich. So basically, you have these three components in the spheroids. You have the way the spheroids, every light fits the vessel. That's the mozoin. Then you have the, the way it hovers over and it's connected to it. Like, for example, the sphere, for example, of, of Arich. And then you have the sphere of Atik, which totally hovers over. Now, just like you have a division of food and garments and vessels, 
And notice, like we just now learned from the from the light perspective, the way the light comes in the vessel. But the same thing also, from the vessel perspective, the same thing also applies in the light itself. There's three levels. What are the three levels? I'm going to say it in Hebrew, I'll translate. Mimali Kalalman, the way it fits in to the world, so to speak. Save it the way it hovers over. And then you have a, a higher level, which is even higher than the higher than Save So Mimali, Save and something even higher. Now, what does Mimali mean? <clears throat> Just like the word itself is, that it basically it's, it fills in, it's revealed in an internal way, and it literally gets some cold within it. So imali means the light comes into the vessel, and the, the 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 light is for the vessel. The vessel receives the light. It's a perfect fit. That's imali. What does soiviv mean? Soiviv means it's a powerful light, and it cannot get enclosed within it, but it has a connection to it. And that's why it's called soivev. It hovers over it. So it, it has a connection, but it, but, it, but it's not a complete fit. Which means it's, it hovers over, it covers over that world. In other words, even though it cannot get internalized, but it has a connection. And that's why it's called soivev. It, it covers over it. In other words, so what does that mean? And here's a beautiful uh, insight that explains it in it. The truth is the soivev would be internalized. But because the vessel... Is, is so small, so therefore it hovers over it. So really, it has a connection, and they, from the light of itself, it's ready to get involved in the vessel. The problem is the vessel's not big enough. But from the light, it's ready to get internalized. And that's, the Rebbe explains, that's what the, the expression is, that a pnimi shabe elyon, which means it's an internal light on a higher level, it gets, it, it becomes nasa makif latakta, and it hovers over the, the lower one. In other words, from, 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 my, from when it's on a higher level, it is internalized. But when it gets connected to the lower level, and it has to unify with the lower level, but, and the other problem is the lower level is too small, so it can't receive it. So therefore, it hovers over it, it's macro over it, but the truth is the light itself is a pnimi. So what I'm saying is like this. Mimali uh, uh, means the light, the vessel, the perfect fit. Soivikal means the light is ready to be internalized, but the vessel's not big enough, and that's why it's soiviv over it. Now, that's all soivikal almond. But there's something which is even higher than soiviv, and that's referring to the essence of the light itself. And we know the essence is not, you can't, it can't get internalized. You can't, you can't put it on. You can't connect to it in an internal way. And it's not because of the, 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 because the vessel's not ready. But the light itself is not ready. It, and that's why it remains makif. So we have three levels. Mamalaklam, the light, the vessel, they fit. Soivikal means that the light is ready to fit, but the, the vessel is not strong enough. And Atmos means the light itself is not ready, and the vessels aren't ready, and, it's, and, and it's, that's why it's totally makav over. Now, then you even have even a, on a lower level in the light. In other words, so you have the light, the way it gives off light for itself. In other words, in light you have two levels. In, in the light you have two levels. You have a revelation, which is basically to someone else, and then you have the revelation for itself. So it, the light that shines for itself, that's, that's not for anyone else. That's its own light. Not because you can't receive it, because it's, it wasn't created for that. Not on the level of primi, not on the level of makif, etc. It's a light, it knows a light for itself. So you have even a higher level where the light is not meant to be mamali, a soyviv, to absence. It's totally a light on its own. Now, all these three levels, 
though we have it in the way it's called in Seder Ashtar flows down from one level to the next. <clears throat> but the fact is, through the, and I'll say the word in Hebrew, when we do our spiritual work to transform, then what happens is we add light on every one of these levels. And that's the power of the 39 malachot, the 39 work that's on the, in, the, in the Mishkan. Which basically, that's doing the avoidance of a room, the work of transforming on the level of mozain, on the level of, which is primi, the level of vush, which is makiv, and the level of bias, which basically is the one that is, um, a makiv harachik. And like, like it says that the, the Tana uses the order of, of, of bread, for example. He says the plowing and the sowing, et cetera, because basically it's all about transforming the, transforming the food. In other words, basically, what is the idea of you plowing? You're making it soft. You're making it weak. You're breaking it down. You're breaking down the, the physical part. And as you, you, you take, you're breaking down the materialistic part. And like, for example, when you plant, when you plant the grain, what happens to the, to the, to, to the seed? It rots. In other words, all the external stuff rots, and what's left? The power that wakens the man, the, the mayim nukfim, that which which awakens the the earth to get to, to, that, that that should grow, and that's basically the transformation in the level of food. And like for example, when someone that that works with 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 with, with thread and and with the raw material to make a garment, so what is the whole idea of a garment? It's basically separation, because the fact is, what is what is a garment? A garment basically separates one person from the other person. And even for the person himself, before he puts on his garment. In other words, when a person puts on a garment, that reveals the person that they are. And that creates a, a transformation and separation of who the person is. Like if you're a doctor, you're wearing a white coat, or if you're dressed, whatever type of work you're doing, it, it, it identifies who the person is. So it, crea- it creates an identity. And the same thing also applies to house. What is, it, what is the idea of a house? The, the, the house divides you from what's outside of you. And as we know that the four cubas that you live in, that's your person. So every one of these, food, clothing, and house, it's about transforming it to create, to creating a, a higher level. And when you, when they did the 39 types of work in the, in the, in the, in the Mishkan, which basically means transforming the, on the spiritual level of food, of clothing, and house, by doing the transformation, you actually add light in every one of these levels. And by adding the light, what you accomplish is that you fulfill the Hashem's intention that He wanted. And I'll say it in Hebrew, Hashem wanted to have a dwelling place in this world. And that dwelling place gets drawn down into the whole world, and especially into the tabernacle, and especially into Beit HaMikdash. Like it says, Hashem says clearly, You should make to me a Mikdash, make to me a holy place. And Hashem says, I will dwell in there when we do our spiritual work of transforming it. Now, the power that we have to do this transformational process on all the three levels of food, of garments, and house, which is primi and makif and, and the essence, how does that happen? It happens through the 39 malachot that we have in the, Mish- in, the, in the Mishkan. In other words, that through the fact that we have these things on a spiritual level, that gives us the power to transform the physical world. And the same thing also in the Mishkan itself, in the tabernacle itself. The power of these, of these 39 uh, malachot in the Mishkan comes through the fact that we have these three 39 on a spiritual level. In other words, as we know, there is a, 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 a benefit and a quality that's unique 
in the Mishkan, the, ta- the tabernacle down here, that does not exist on the tabernacle on high. Like it says in the prophets, Hashem says that the heaven cannot, cannot be a vessel for Hashem. Why? Because even though it's the heaven and it's all the way in high, but it cannot, cannot, it cannot, it cannot, it cannot hold, it cannot withstand the powerful energy of Hashem. And this level of that cannot comes down into this world. And that's when Hashem, when Hashem showed Moshe Rabbeinu the tabernacle on the mountain, he said he should make a Mishkan down in this world. Because it's not enough to make a Mishkan on the mountain. Hashem said you have to make ultimately, where's the Mishkan have to be? Not on heaven, not on the mountain, specifically down here in this physical world. Now, and that's our, that's our job. But nevertheless, so where do we make the dwelling place for Hashem? Where do we do the transformation down here? But the power, that we have down here to do it, that comes from the Mishkan on high. And that's why Hashem Yas showed him in uh, on the mountain, he showed him the Mishkan. And then by seeing it on our spiritual level, you're able to do it down here. And that's why it, it, um, it says in the Torah, by, by Yoimer Moshe, Moshe Reina tells the, the Jewish people, Zehadavar, this is the thing that Hashem commanded the um, Moshe Rabbeinu, and as he showed him, he showed him the Mishkan, he showed him the dwelling place on a high, but specifically by seeing it on high, we have the power to make the Mishkan down here in this world. And just like when it comes to the Mishkan, that the power that we have to make the Mishkan a dwelling place for Hashem down here comes from the, from the dwelling place on high, the same thing also, that the power that we have to transform the whole world where does that come from? That comes from the Mishkan. And that's why Hashem says clearly, the Asuli Migdash, you should make to me a dwelling place. And I'm going to dwell in there. And we know it doesn't only mean in the physical Mishkan, it means in every single Jewish person. And knows when we go ahead and we make a dwelling place for Hashem. And by making a dwelling for Hashem, Hashem will dwell within each and every one of us. And that gives us the power to go ahead and transform um, the whole world. So based on this, we'll understand the reason that why we said what what's in the Mishkan that's work, that gives it like that gives it a qualification of work. Why? Because what is what what is work? Work is transforming the world, and where where do we have the power to transform? It comes specifically from the Mishkan. So therefore, whatever was in the Mishkan, a work that's considered work because that's going to give you the power to transform the world. But if it, if it was not done in the Mishkan, you're not going to have the power to transform the world. In other words, that's not our that's not our that's not our work. That's not that's not what we're supposed to be doing. Because if it was, they would have given us the power to it. So I'm saying it like this before we get deeper into it. The power co- the, the work gets done down here. The power comes from from on high, where Hashem showed him in the mountain, and then we then what has to be done in the Mishkan. So if it wasn't done in the Mishkan, that's not our work in this world. Anything that was done in the Mishkan, that's our work, and that's where we get the power from to transform the world. So based on this, we'll understand why all the work was connected with the place of the Migdash and the place of the of the of the of the altar. And that's how we know that, you, for example, you cannot go ahead and b- bring a sacrifice outside the base of Megdash. Even though, you, um, even though you'll, 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 you'll bring a, your knife and you'll, you'll go to, you know, you'll do all the purification process, but if it's not done in the Mishkan, if it's not done in the Megdash, it's not done in the base of Megdash, it's, it's disqualified. Why is that? Because the, where do we get the power to transform? The power to transform comes specifically from the Mishkan. And as we know that the, the temple on high is literally 
connected on the same place with the temples down here. So it has to only happen where in the Mikdash. And therefore everything is connected to the place of the Mishkan and the place of the Mikdash. And that's why the verse says, Vayakel Moshe, Moshe Rana gathered all the Jewish people. And when did he gather them? It was the day after Yom Kippur. Because what happened then? He gave the atonement for the sin of the golden calf. As we know, the world was created complete. When Hashem created the world, it was complete. But what happened? When the snake came in the primordial sin, and he came to Chava, and he, and, he, and he released his negative energy, which caused, unfortunately, the sin, the primordial sin. And what happened was, when Hashem gave the Torah, wow, that negative energy went away. But then, unfortunately, when the Jewish people sinned with the golden calf, it came back. And then, the day after Yom Kippur, when we received the atonement of Hashem, and then it went back to its original state, the way, the way when Hashem created the world, which was totally complete. And then we were able to do the spiritual service on the level of the world is complete, exactly like in the beginning. So then Moshe Rabbeinu realized, guess what, we are like in the moment now, it's totally as if, push, delete, restart, we're ready to restart again. So Moshe Rabbeinu gathers everybody and he tells them the way, what we need to do now in this world, our spiritual service. And therefore he said, Eila Hadvarim, these are the, 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 the words that God commanded us to do. Now, Eila Hadvarim is referring to the 39 commandments. How does Eila Hadvarim connect to the 39 commandments? Because Eila is a word which is made up of three letters, Aleph, Lamed, Hey. Aleph is one, Lamed is 30, Hey is five, that's 36. And then it says Dvarim, which is two, and Hadvarim, which makes it three. So 36 and three are the 39 Malachot. Eila Hadvarim, is referring to um, the 39 malachot. And the intent of these 39 malachot were, was to transform and to fix. And that's why the verse says, Lasais Oisam. In other words, Lasais means to fix. We have to fix the world. And where do we get the power? We get the power from on high. And that's why he says, Ashatziva Hashem, God commanded us. And the power comes through Moshe Rabbeinu, that he saw the Mishkan on, on the mountain. And that's why Moshe had to gather everybody. And he told them, six days you should do work. In other words, that we're referring to not only the six days of the week, but the, the, transform, the transformation in the world of the 6,000 years. And that's what connected to the idea of six, uh, uh, six days. And what is, the, what is our spiritual work? It's all a preparation for the seventh day. And what's the seventh day? Shabbos, Shabbos, it's all double Shabbos. And like it says clearly, don't, someone that worked before Shabbos, you're going to have what to eat on Shabbos. And that's why when we do our spiritual service, and we do trans- transforming the world in the 6,000 years, then we'll merit to the day where it's going to be completely Shabbos when Mashiach comes. It's going to be a complete day of rest. And that is going to last forever. And more specifically, there's two levels. There's Shabbos and Shabbaton. Two levels. Shabbos is the, 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 day, the, the, the part that's connected to the transformation that took place before. And Shabbosoin is a whole different level of rest which has nothing to do with transformation. It's 100% full peace. And like it's explained that when uh, 
beginning, the, 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 the world was on a level where it says that Hashem is going to make a, a feast for the, for, for the righteous people, and then it's going to be even a higher level, where it says that uh, when the world to come, there's not going to be any eating, any drinking. So you have one level, there's going to be a feast that's connected to work. But then you have the next level, it's not even work. It's going to be totally no eating and no drinking. No, no drinking. And that's just like the two levels of Shabbos and Shabbosayim. And in these two levels, it, what's important is the 6,000 years of work. That when we go ahead and we transform the world, we're going to merit the two levels of Shabbos, which is connected to work, and Shabbos, an ultimate peace. And that's why it says clearly, Six days work should be done, and the seventh day will be Shabbos, Shabbos, that when we do our spiritual work of transforming the world, in the 6,000 years, we're going to merit to the level of Shabbos and Shabbos, to the day that's going to be Kuloi Shabbos. It's going to be completely Shabbos. Omenucha, it's going to be peace and relaxation. Lachai Lomim for the everlasting life. We're going to have the ultimate grass blessings of peace. So here we have a beautiful civic discourse about the, 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 uh, the power of Moshe Rabbeinu gathering the Jewish people, instructing us what, what we need to do to transform the world, but telling us we have the, the, the source of the blessing, what we need to transform the world. And when we transform the world, we'll all merit, like Yerba says, to have a Shabbos, Shabbos, the Shabbos that comes through the transformation on the ultimate level of Shabbos. Let's hope and pray that we, we merit to this high level and God will reveal himself and will, next class will be in Yerushalayim, Yerakoidish. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.